Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Garrett. Uh, I'm David. Uh, 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 today, uh, we're gonna uh, talk about um, a very exciting uh, movie to me, I think. We're gonna oh talk boy. about Bob's Burgers movie. That's oh, right. Oh guys, oh boy, exactly. We're very I, excited. I, I have, guys, I did the research. I pulled up the episode last night. It is officially over. The final 2020 movie has been released. Wow. That we Here, talked this about. Is it? I listened wow. to our most anticipated of 2020 last night. Mm-hmm. All of our films have been released, and not just those. At the end, you may or may not remember that episode. I also went over some of Letterboxd's most anticipated, mm-hmm. as well as every sequel that was supposed to come out in 2020. As of Bob's Burgers, they are all out. Wow. Burgers claim to fame is that it was the last delayed movie of 2020 to be released. Basically. And I, I did some extra research to find out, and it sure enough is the case. This is the final 2020 movie that was scheduled <clears throat> for release in 2020 to be released. Was was the Bob's Burgers movie on any of our personal lists? It was on mine, and okay. we talked about it a little bit. About yeah. uh, We were like, we don't really know what it's going to be, because back then we didn't even have a trailer yet. It was just planned right. for a... Uh, like a November or August release date back then. Cool. Well, I think if I remember right, and you listened to it, did I even know that, that was a movie until that episode? I feel like that was. Just... I, I think I introduced it there. I think Josh said, yes, I've heard of this. And you were like, I haven't heard of it. I love this show. And so I'm uh, looking forward to what it's going to be about. We all agreed that we all, I, my favorite character, we'll get into the show now. Let's just get into it now. Yeah, sure. David, it was on your list. So you, why well, you should do the honors of kicking us off. With uh, did the Bob's Burgers movie live up to your anticipation after a two-year delay? It did in a lot of ways, and also it's uh, some ways it couldn't, but it's, it, oh, it yeah. really did. Good, uh, um, because this is gonna make it sound bad. I uh, I fall asleep to Bob's Burgers every night. Uh, that's not to say <laughs> no, that's that it puts thing. me to sleep. It's it a is. comfort tune. Although I had so my 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 wife uh, Nikki, so she. Uh, likes to put on Bob's Burger to go to sleep. But I had to tell her, babe, you have to turn it down a little bit because the thing about Bob's Burgers is the main form of communication in that show is shouting. <laughs> Everybody is shouting except for Tina. You have Louise just being like, dah, dah, dah. then you have Gene being, and then it's, of course, you have Linda and uh, uh, Teddy, right? The most calm person is Bob just going, uh, uh, see, when you can't do that. Things like that. And, uh, but I, I have probably fallen asleep to every episode. Uh, I don't really, the funny thing is, if you ask me, David, why do you like Bob's Burgers? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I fell in love with the show when there was an episode where Tina, Bob took Tina to a parking lot to learn to drive. And she drove two miles an hour and hit the only parked car in the parking lot uh, at two miles an hour. And the whole time Bob's going, Tina, break, break. <laughs> I can't. Break. She's going, uh, uh, the whole time, it, and I don't know why, but it just made me laugh, and I loved it. <clears throat> and uh, here we are, a movie, and the fear with TV movie, TV shows, adaptations in a film is that they either feel like three or four episodes stitched together, or they feel like one really long episode. And I feel like this is more of the latter, um, but in a good way. It felt like a longer episode. Everything about it felt so quintessentially Bob's Burgers that I hope people who aren't fans of the show would like it too. Um, I love that this it's small scale. They don't really go past their own street corner. And I think the 
uh, the allure for a lot of these types of shows, okay, it's Bob's Burgers. Now they have to go out into the world. They're going to go on a plane. They're going to go Hawaii. They're going to go to Europe or something like that. They do that a lot of these kind of uh, animation shows to film. But I loved it, and I, I thought it was really good. I, I struggled to think of things to say, though, because it was just so the show that I feel like any compliment I would give it is just a compliment I would give the show anyway. Sure. Yeah, it definitely felt like a 90-minute, or however long it was, episode of Bob's Burgers, which was totally fine. And that's what it, I, honestly, I think that's what it should be, because if you take the element out of Bob's Burgers, then you mentioned why you like this cartoon and this animation. It For me, anyway, is because it is a wholesome version of uh the family cartoon dynamic that we don't have you have this dysfunctional family in the simpsons and they're always into chaos and havoc and wild shenanigans and then you have the chaos that is a family guy and the chaos that is american dad and all of those very dysfunctional kind of families and at, at its core the belchers are not a dysfunctional family they are just weird everybody's just got their own little quirk but as a family they are incredibly high functioning very supportive very uh like one of the most tight-knit family function or like functioning that i've seen in television like they're just genuinely a wholesome group of people who have silly quirks and get into like small scale shenanigans they usually have to do with some kind of real life scenario revolving around the restaurant just in a, in a way and that's what this was this is i i i enjoy the show a lot, but I don't keep up with it on a regular basis. It's one that I watch and I catch it when I can and I enjoy it every minute of it. But I had heard that they had been building to the movie throughout the whole thing. Uh, the movie has a sinkhole in it and they have to figure out how to get customers and save their business. Um, and it starts off with, uh, I think, Teddy coming in and tripping over some sidewalk. And he, your sidewalk's getting worse. And uh, that was a build that they had done as people were continually tripping throughout this uh, current season, building up to the movie. <laughs> so it really did just feel like for somebody who hasn't seen the season or, or really keep up with it, um, I don't think you need to be a fan of it. I think it helps a lot because you get those little jokes. But I also think that you can watch it and then be like, oh, I like this, and then go back and learn just so. What I love about Bob's Burgers uh, as an entity, I think, is how it always feel personal to you as a viewer. It, it feels almost like it's underrated, but it is not. Um, Bob's Burgers is in, it's going into its 13th season, which is a quite a long run, especially for a Fox show. Um, it has been nominated for Outstanding Animated Program at the Emmys seven consecutive times, won twice. And in 2013, TV Guide named it one of the 60 greatest cartoon shows of all time. So lots of respect for Bob's Burgers, but it feels underrated. It feels like the, one of those shows that no one's watching or talking about. But it's like we it's all because have because it doesn't have. And it's weird. It, yeah. It doesn't have that virality, virality that the not other quite. ones have. And it's not political like The Simpsons used to be and started. And, you know, and, you know The Simpsons have dwindled as far as like shaking things up but that's what they were really known for and then family guy came in and just blew that up to can an enormous level and box is just very consistent can i make an observation too yeah it's not mean-spirited bob's burgers it's not there's no, no sense really... there's no sense now there are characters who are antagonistic towards bob and members of his family sure but you have to have that, the though. show's never about getting somebody or it's not like about Le louise trying to uh somehow 
ruin her sister's life or Bob and Linda having some animosity with each other, anything like that. It's very, like you said, Garrett, wholesome. I feel like now, even though there was some mean-spirited elements to what I'm about to say, I think a lot of people have called Bob's Burgers the spiritual successor to King of the Hill, um, mm -hmm. being that it's not uh, of the Graining and the McFarland families. It is its own thing, its own style. And at the same time, though, it is the anti-King of the Hill because whereas Hank was a very like repressed parent who didn't accept a lot of his son's choices, Bob is like the most accepting dad anybody could have. He's do whatever you want to do, but please serve burgers. Yeah. Please get these burgers out. Bye. Like, he doesn't care that his son and daughter and other daughter are like oddballs. He's just, we have to make this restaurant work. And no, it, it's charming. It, for whatever reason, it works. That's a good observation. There is a, lay, a, a thin layer of cynicism in King of the Hill, I think, that is not present in Bob's Burgers. And, but it does stand a reason why you would compare them because they are similar in a lot of ways in this whole idea of it being a pretty static family that doesn't really change over the course of a decade, but we just get a glimpse into their shenanigans every week. So with the movie, David, you already said that it is essentially a 90 minute episode. Um, and it is, the stakes aren't that high. Um, they're slightly higher than a show or an episode of the show. But at the end of the day, you can pick any, uh, you can throw a dart at a wall of Bob's Burgers episodes and find one about Bob and Linda trying to come up with money to give to the bank so they don't lose their loan. Like, it's not even an uncommon plot line in that show, but it, the way they handle it works because it's not about, um, it's more about the family than the plot is what I'm trying to say. There's a murder in this one that's a little mm -hmm. higher stakes than normal. But at the end of the day, it's all about the restaurant. <laughs> and I love it that. Is. And I love that. I don't care. Uh, Louis, so the basic gist of the movie, for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, uh, is that a sinkhole opens in front of the restaurant. Louise, in a, this attempt to prove she's not a baby, goes into the hole, discovers a body, and now a murder investigation is afoot. But she never wants to solve the murder for the sake of solving the murder. She wants to save the restaurant. Love that. And she wants to prove that she's not a baby. And to prove that she's not a baby. Right. Having this, this struggle about her ears. Is she a baby still? And so there's that component pushing her. And then she overhears mom and dad talking about the restaurant's going to shut down. Uh, it's very, so it's very, it feels very, I don't know. It doesn't feel like they're like jumping the shark or anything like that or trying to do anything no, weirder they than they would normally do. No, they do what they do well. And that was the right move, I think. They didn't need to go crazy. We didn't need to send the Belchers to Paris or anything. Yeah, no. And I think and, you can compare it to the Simpsons movie in that element where you look at the Simpsons movie retroactively. And and while I'm not hard hating on the Simpsons movie, but you can definitely tell a difference in that first half and in that second half of that movie, much like the current Simpsons as a show. Um, this one was very consistent, again. And if you're a fan of the show, then um, it is very familiar to you. And you're going to enjoy it. And if you're not a fan of the show, then you'll watch it. And that's what the show is. If you like the movie, you would like the show. If you like the show, you're going to love the movie. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I want to point out, and now I've seen an episode or two from this most recent season. Um, and if you watched this most recent season of Bob's Burgers, or maybe even the last two seasons, um, you can see the cracks in the sidewalk and it's starting to deform in the show, like in the build up to the, in, in the build up to the movie. So there's a little bit of, they were like planting some seeds along the way.
for these types of things. Um, the, the cast is, again, great. It's great on the show, but I'll tell you what, one of the things that makes me laugh the most is Kevin Klein as Mr. Fish Odor. His <laughs> whole bit is so, like, he see, I hope, I, it sounds like he is, I hope he's having a blast doing it. Whenever he does stuff like, oh, little person, I'm going to step away from you now. And he, like, he just, like, kind of over narrates himself a little bit. And he's like, we are ne'er-dwells. It's just, <sighs> And his brother, Felix, I don't know, like, well, the vibe over there is a lot nicer. And he just, like, eases out. This Galifianakis, so funny. too. Gary Cole. Yeah, and that's Zach Galifianakis. Gary Cole is Sergeant Botsko. Very funny. Um, I thought that the uh, newer the newer fish odor, Grover, I thought that was Keegan, Michael Key for the whole movie, uh, only for it to turn out to be David Wayne. Um, but, yeah, uh, the main cast was... Just as good as they always are. I've always been uh, a Tina guy. I, I, whatever reason, Tina just speaks to me, uh, and, and she makes me laugh every line she has. Um, this movie was no different, even though it was Louise focused. This uh, it really had me the whole time. What I really want, speaking of Tina, is I I need a a, a crossover, some kind of crossover thing that is Tina just like hanging out with uh, May from Turning Red. For a day, they're both just a couple of weird teenage girls, and I love it. That could work. That could. It, I right? think we can make it's amazing. There was literally an episode of Bob's Burgers on earlier where Tina, her uh, erotic friend fiction, got leaked. This net's turning red. Love it. That's exactly so. That's exactly her friend fiction. I love that term. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite episodes with Tina is uh, where um, she. It's called. I think it's called. I don't know the other thing in the episode. It might be called Too Many Boys or something like that. And the uh, hit boy group, uh, what is it called? Boys for You? Boys Isn't for Now. Boys for Now. Which is just... And they are looking for a new member. And so there's all of these young, good-looking boys who sing in town. And Tina keeps bumping into them and keeps falling in love with each of them on in like at sight. And it's just full of songs. It's one of my favorite episodes. It ends with the song. It ends with the song, uh, The Right Number of Boys for You is For Forever. <laughs> And it's great. One of the biggest elements in Bob's Burgers is musicality, and I and this one had. Well, I'm gonna be real. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna pick one thing that I have a problem with is that I just didn't get enough songs. I they had some good songs in there, but if I as a fan of the show, knowing how much of a musical element that like is important to the show, I'm a little surprised that there was not more of that. Um, they had a few things in there, but it was mostly just Gene being weird with his toaster and spoon. It wasn't like actual musical numbers. And if I'm, again, I'm just nitpicking, but like that one thing, I think I would have liked more actual songs. I, I was, um, satisfied, I think with the amount of songs I've been listening to sunny side up summer and lucky ducks on repeat for a week now. Um, <laughs> those two songs alone have filled me. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lucky uh, ducks is so fun. They're both really good. Highly Lucky recommend Ducks listening to it. <laughs> Sunny Side Up Summer is uh, was a really fun way to open the movie. It was a good opening. Um, yeah. And I and now that I've brought them up in my own head, I do think that if there was one song missing, it was a Boys for Now song uh, to get us. That through would the have been maybe good. something, maybe something where Tina with Tina and 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 Boys for Now. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I, I think um, Bosworthers always has such fun. And the thing about the Bob's Burgers songs is that they're not like, I don't know how to explain it. They're, they don't feel like they were written 
so to speak, they feel like they're ad-libbed almost. Mm. Like they always have like such weird, interesting lyric choices. And sometimes it feels if you've ever sat to yourself and tried to sing a song while you were doing something and you're making it up as you go along, they have that kind of like off-kilter rhythm slightly where it's not quite right, but it's, it works. Uh, that's why I always loved the show. Uh, and well, the, the songs here were good. I do think that we could have used one one more bop towards the end. I um, yeah. I also, you brought up Tina. I need to bring up uh, Louise, in, or, uh, Louise and Jean because mm-hmm. for me, those two were the ones that really sold me on watching the show initially because those uh, Kristen Shaw and Eugene Merman were big in Flight of the Concords, which was a huge... Uh, show that I watched when I was younger, and it's also a very strange and musical element-focused show. And so seeing Gene especially be able to carry that over, because he was more involved, at least in the songs, than Kristen Shaw was in that show. Um, and mm-hmm. and I use it, Tina Speaks to You, Gene really speaks to me with his weirdness and non-sequiturs. Um, but those two being able to work together and really shine after having watched years of Flight of the Concords was uh, always just beautiful to see those two together. Um, uh, anything, do you have anything else, Josh? Um, specifically, no, I did, um, the kind of animation tweaks that they made. That was a Mm -hmm. way to make it seem like it's more than just a TV show episode. It's, they introduced more layers and shadowing, and that's not uncommon with cartoons that move from TV to movies. Um, and sometimes mm-hmm. it can be distracting. I did not think it was the case this time. Um, so I liked that. And I thought, the, what was that? I, I, was, I was just going to agree. It felt like the oh. show, but with a little more depth. Yeah, it felt like there was a little more depth to the scenery. Um, I like that. You know what I like? And this is just a note and, or another observation. Since the Simpsons movie got brought up earlier. And again, this isn't a uh, a crack at them, but I appreciate that this movie didn't try to um, bring in a bunch of celebrity cameos. No one plays a celebrity. There's no celebrities in this. Most of the voice cast is the same cast as the show. So any celebrities that do pop yeah. up, they it, were already a part of it. So the Simpsons movie opens with a big Green Day concert, and it's like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. But nothing like that in this, and I do like that. No, you had Paul Rudd, but he was a, he's was he been a character in the show, and he just played that. You had Aziz Ansari, who's been a character in the show, and he was just in there real quick as a character. And then you had very bit parts who were just playing the bit parts that they normally play, and that was just nice. Because I think, again, the people involved with the show just really seemed to like the show. Interestingly enough, the one voice actor who doesn't seem to have returned for the show was, uh, was Bill Hader, who voices Mickey the Carney uh, slash bank robber. Uh, that was the only one where when it started, oh, that's not Bill Hader. Um, mm-hmm. And he's been on the show a lot. So then that was surprising. Um, yeah, they didn't do any stunt casting. They didn't even do any like big right. character uh, voice by a comedian, which maybe they, or, or, or a movie star or something like that, that they didn't already have in the show, um, which is, I think, pretty good. Um, oh, shoot, I, wonder... I had something else I was going to bring up. I was going to say, I wonder what's going to happen with the future of Bob's Burgers in the sense of, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there Bob's Burgers is now fully owned by Disney as well. Just like the Simpsons. 
I believe so. I believe it was part of the Fox in the 20th century so uh, purchase. I wonder if they will. One thing that Dis- Disney does with The Simpsons now is these Disney Plus shorts. I think it'd be mm-hmm. fun if there were some Bob's Burgers shorts that pop up every now and then. Because I was trying to think, do they do another yeah, Bob's Burgers fun. movie? Like, I don't know. I'm not against it. Um, but it's like, what else could they do? And it feels like there's a lot of different options they could take in addition to just you're keeping the regular show on and just making it pop up everywhere here and there. And I think some Disney shorts would be fun. I like the idea of like little five minute musicals for them. Especially Lean into the musical aspect and make it like little fun songs. If you have seen any of the new Disney plus Simpsons shorts, they're really not that good. <laughs> Which is unfortunate, but but I trust the Bob's Burgers team better because the Simpsons has been burned out for a while. They've been doing a lot of stuff for a very long time. And they haven't, and and I think they've kept the same producing team for decades. Yeah. They need fresh It would be nice to, yeah. And I think uh, outside of that, we haven't really talked about the movie itself because it really is just a characteristic of the chef. In my opinion, I mean, like, and again, that's not yeah, a knock. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I, think I don't that, even know what there's to say. No, we'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll, David's got his box office numbers and we'll look into that, but I don't think there's much you could have done for this movie to make it number one in the box office, unless you're just going to release it when nothing else is coming out. Um, I think that this movie is a lot for fans initially. And then if anybody else comes and sees it, then that's the cherry on top. But I think that this movie will be for fans who enjoy it initially and then word of mouth gets a few more people in the door yeah true uh it's gonna be it's gonna be the it's gonna mostly be i think the fans of the show that are gonna show up for this um uh so you could probably could have promoted it a little bit more uh it is nice that they did go ahead with a theatrical release um because they probably could have yeah just sold it to netflix or sold it to if disney plus owns it disney plus but uh, I, I'm glad they stuck with it here. Um, I do it was think this fun. will be, if it does go to Disney Plus or Hulu or wherever, I think it will be very successful on whatever streaming site it goes to. Oh, yeah, I think so. I'm always so intrigued I, by how this Matt, or how this uh, streaming stuff all works out because it's weird to me that The Simpsons is on Disney Plus, but they have Bob's Burgers on Hulu. If anything, it should be reversed. Bob's Burgers yeah. is a much more family-friendly show. Yeah. Um, but they do seem to be on Hulu. So, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe and maybe that's just a matter of time. Maybe that has to do with some previous deals that they had worked out. There are some. Yeah. Uh, I won't go into specifics. I do know that there are some shows that are on certain streaming services just because of deals they signed years ago. Yeah, and so they're just uh, they're just stuck there. Wait. Um, even though maybe their owner, like their rights, have moved to somebody else, like that, like their production rights have moved somewhere else. They're still they still have those pre existing contracts. So maybe it's something like that, or maybe maybe there's some other you know uh, reason that we're just not seeing. But Bob's Burgers, I think, weirdly enough, even though it's not very Disney fied, it is. A, I think it is a good fit with uh, Disney Plus if they were to put it there. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Oh, All right. Why don't you tell us how much money this movie made in its first couple weekends? Let's talk about it because uh, the movie we're um, we're on weekend number two as of this recording. And uh, so far, the movie has brought in, uh, in its domestic run, $22.2 million. Uh, worldwide, you uh, add another $1.7 million. I'm not really sure what the reach is for Bob's Burgers overseas. Uh, to give it a worldwide total of $23.9 million. Um, its first weekend, uh, like you said, Garrett, maybe it could have uh, had a better opening if it hadn't had to open up again. It's Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. So... 
technically Bob's Burgers isn't the, sure. the last movie. It's tied with Top Gun Maverick. Well, that's counter programming, though. Yeah, it is. And it is uh, playing Bob, you, yeah. it is it, it's a it's something for the mom and dad with kids or the mom with kids or whatever because Top Gun is mostly uh, dads. Um, so Top Gun Maverick opened number one with $126 million in its three-day. And then you have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness uh, at $16 million with uh, in its fourth week. Bob's Burgers finishes number three with $12.4. Uh, and then you have Downton Abbey, The New Era, and The Bad Guys rounding out the top five. So you do have two uh, animated films in there. You have some superhero fare. You got Top Gun Maverick. Um, and then if you want to... Ex- in that to the Memorial Four Day Weekend, Top Gun Maverick was still number one with 160 million. A little update from last week's episode, uh, and then you have Doctor Strange at number two again. Bob's Burgers Four Day was 14.8, so a pretty good follow up on Monday uh, to go along with all of its weekend stuff. And then it's the same from there. Um, the year I don't know where Bob's Burgers will end up finishing. It's hard to say. I, I imagine this will probably only stay in theaters for about a month and a half at most but um like this weekend it's projected to bring in 4.5 million which that's fine that's not bad um i was trying to find out where it might stack up in terms of animation but i think it's just too uh it's just going to be too blunted to really of an opening to really like make a big difference um crack the top 120 opening weekends for an animated film or anything like that um hopefully it just does does well enough for them to think hey this is a critical success and we really like it and we did a good job it was never going to be a hundred million dollar movie probably on an opening weekend or anything like that uh the show will keep running and maybe another movie somewhere down the line i also think that's an argument to i heard on another uh review of this show saying that this movie while a car you would typically think of a cartoon as a kid focused movie this is probably more uh, adults taking kids with them to see this movie because adults are probably more inclined to like this. Nothing that, like, the kids probably like it too, but I bet parents are are the ones driving their kids to see this. I, if they're- I bet there might be that. There might be a mix of both. When we, uh, compared to my Top Gun uh, theater experience, I don't know about you guys, Top Gun was a packed audience at 3 o'clock on a Saturday. This was 3 o'clock on a Saturday, and it was an audience of 10 people. Yeah. And, uh, um, but one of them was a family of three. It was a mom, dad, and uh, their maybe 13, 14-year-old daughter. She said it was weird but fun. And the dad said, I agree. <laughs> and so maybe there's some families that have grown up with Bob. You said 13 years. So there's probably some kids that have grown up with Bob's Burgers uh, being on TV. And maybe they maybe they like it too. So I do think Bob's Burgers obviously is an adult animated show. Despite the fact, this is a fun thing. I remember reading this. I don't know if this is still true or not, but I, I was as of like season five, Bob's Burgers had never had to beep, bleep a word in the show. They never said anything they had to bleep, which most adult animated shows can't really claim. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, man, I was trying to find out like the highest opens of the year and see maybe if Bob's Burgers 12 million was better than something else. Uh, yeah, here we go. Bob's Burgers opening weekend was uh, just $200,000 better than The Northman and Moonfall and uh, Ambulance. So there's some other pandemic movies that didn't do so well. Uh, Anyway, that's it for the box office. But I think critics seem to like the Bob's Burgers movies. All right. Let's uh, I've got another selection of fun letterbox reviews for us to look at real quick. 
Um, again, these are some of the most uh, popular reviews on the Letterboxd app for the Bob's Burgers movie. Go join that app if you haven't. Follow us. It's fun. Yes. Um, the most liked review of the movie is that Bob suffers more than any other character in fiction. Four stars. <laughs> uh, f- another four star. Tina deserves better than Jimmy Jr. It's true. Agreed. Four and a half stars. Teddy wants to be in a poly relationship with Bob and Linda so bad. And honestly, I'm rooting for it. Oh, Teddy <laughs> deserves something good. Teddy does. He went through so much crap to build uh, Bob that burger cart. Um, the best movie Bob ever made. On no one will ever top this film. This is real cinema. Five star review. Um, And then finally, three and a half stars. Here's how the Bob's Burgers movie will win Best Picture. Hmm. All right. All right. So, what are our guesses? You know, I'm going to guess it's sitting at like a 3.9. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be that optimistic. I'm going to go a little lower with a 3.4. Oh, good, because I'm going to cut that and do a 3.7. Because that is what my heart was telling me before we started this. And let's see. Oh, my gosh. What did you say, David? 3.9. Okay, here's the thing. You and I got a tiebreaker situation going on. Okay. Because this was a 3.8. A 3.8? I got you. I prepared for this. Oh, even better. Uh, what's your idea? Because my idea is... I was just going to go boringly check the Rotten Tomatoes score. We can do yeah. that, too. Uh, otherwise... Uh, I have saved two movies that we didn't do guesses for because they were too fresh that we could try to do as tiebreakers. I like that idea. We can either do Fantastic Beasts uh, 3 or we can do Doctor Strange. Which would you rather do, Josh? Um, Fantastic Beasts is older. Yeah. So it will have more reviews. That doesn't mean it will have more reviews, actually. But it does mean it's probably more settled. Mm -hmm. Could be. I, I think I vote for Fantastic Beasts. Okay, all right. So let's try to guess what the score is for Fantastic Beasts. This will be our tiebreaker then, scenario. Yeah, we will um, it, look it up. I have it pulled up. Perfect. You go. Ahead. I the... went first. I went first for Bob's Burgers, Josh. You go, you go first for this one. Fantastic okay. Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. Is it? Um, let me see. I'm. It has three or thirty-one thousand reviews. Two point two. Um, two okay, two. I'll go, I'll go the opposite direction then. And I will say it's sitting at a 2.9. A 2.9 for David. That is opposite of the spectrum. Opposite ends of the spectrum. I think David's spectrum is closer. It's at a 2.8. Yeah. Why? That is very high. It's 2.8. Two I don't know if that's very high two or and a half, and I regret that. So, uh, retroactively, I win that episode with that. Yeah. Uh, so and that means I win this week for we'll say I win this week for Bob's Burgers as well the Letterbox King as you all know Letterbox King newly crowned I really need to get back on their pro program I had to, I had to get oh, off no. it was cost, costing me too much money um, uh, wait until love, Black Friday they always do a half love, off sale yeah that's a good idea I love Letterbox though um, I don't know where Bob's Burgers is going to finish on my list for the year, but I do know that I'm going to give it four stars. Look, I'm not going to, I'm not fronting anything. This movie is a five-star movie for me. 
Oh, there you go. There's nothing wrong with it. It is a five. It is a perfect Bob's Burgers movie. No complaints. Yeah, I agree with you in sentiment, eh, but eh, as far as my star rating, I'm going to go, uh, this is a really good movie, and it's three and a half stars, and that is not enough. I want, I, not I, enough. you're going to, four minutes left, and you're going to pull an Andrew and praise this movie and then get, and lowball yeah. it? I'm not lowballing it. I'm I looking at it from a critical, it, from a critical standpoint, I would give it a three and a half star. From a fan standpoint, I agree with you, it's a five star movie, but like on my scale, it's three and a half. See, and I'm going with a four. I I really enjoyed myself. I had a, a lot of fun. Um, I think that it probably will be really fun and repeat viewings. But I, I agree think with something, that. And that, I bet if I go back and watch it again, it will go up each time. I, I think that I think something something really different needed would have needed to happen to really push it to the five star for me. Like there would have had to have been some kind of like groundbreaking change to the status quo maybe not groundbreaking that's a bad term for bad wording for, green day concert yeah. yeah or something or just some kind of i don't know some kind of big revelation maybe bob's uh restaurant has a big successful thing and it's and it and the, the, the restaurant improves or something like that what if they showed maybe. us louise without the bunny ears would that have changed it because that they did not show us that yes and uh, yeah. no because i think that would have been really neat yeah. as like a thing that like this is just for the movie but then the thing is if you think about it She's just gonna have black hair. She's just I know, gonna like I'm a glad they didn't show black us. hair. There's not gonna be like there's not gonna be anything there. Like you can't make that live parts up. in her head or something. Yeah. You exactly. got back for me. I think for me what what prevented it from being even a four star was like you got a little bit of there was one moment where you see uh Bob talking about the hat and where that origin came from and you get a little bit of emotional depth there. But you don't get a ton. I, you would have just given me just a smidge more of that emotional depth. It would have been like a four star movie. I'll tell but you what. It is basic. You get a little bit more. That's the three and a half. I'll tell you what, though. I was stressed when they were, uh, spoiler alert, I was stressed when they were buried alive. Yeah. It like, was stressful. I was starting to get claustrophobic in my seat. I was like, yeah. I would have a panic attack at this exact moment if this were me. I know it's a cartoon and I'm sitting there going, how are they going to get out of this? Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, no, I'm so worried. Oh, uh, man. And, of course, they just drive themselves out, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> with the, uh, the, the the water pipe. <laughs> just drives. I don't want to spoil how they get out of the water pipe. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that's it. That's our Bob's Burgers episode. Um, it was mostly just a Bob's Burgers discussion overall, but that's fine. Uh, the movie is what it is, which is, uh, just an A-plus episode of Bob's. Go check it out if you haven't yet. If you're a fan, you'll love it. If you're, if you've never seen it, you will also probably like it because we discussed that there's not a lot of barriers to entry. Like, you'll get a hang of what's going on pretty quick. Um, there's no, like, Mm -hmm. lore that you need to know. So do that. And the only uh, thing. Who what? The only thing you need to know is that for some reason, instead of vampires or werewolves, Tina has a thing for zombies. She loves sexy only, zombies. That's the only weird thing you gotta you gotta get ready for. Did you guys stay for uh, the post credits? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah, stay stay for the post credits. Um, <laughs> you, okay. you may or may not love it. Uh, go find us online, so many sequels.com. You can find all our past episodes there. Of course, you can subscribe <laughs> to the show in your favorite podcasting app and the video version on YouTube. Um, all of our socials are linked at so many sequels.com. So go follow us there too, where we're posting stuff. Sometimes it's fun. It's fun. All right. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye.